You're listening to Work Human Radio. And here's your host, Mike Wood. Welcome back to Work Human Radio, pioneered by Global Force. My name is Mike Wood. I'm the social media manager here at Global Force, and I'm also your host for the podcast. And I'm joined by Sarah Payne, our managing editor of the blog. And this week we talked to Lee Burbage, who is from The Motley Fool, which is uh, one of the top places to work in the country year after year about how they do it and everything culture. Right, Sarah? That's right. And uh, Lee's actually going to be speaking at Work Human about this whole concept of employees for life that they have at Motley Fool. So it's about looking at the longer term employee experience. Um, They have this test and learn culture that uh, contributes to that more enticing employee experience. And then we also talked about the type of uh, unique coaching they have at Motley Fool. Great. So um, if you hear the phrase employee for life, sometimes that's a little scary, but in this case, it's actually a a good thing. So uh, take a listen to our interview with Lee Burbage, and we'll see you after the break. So first, we just wanted to talk a little bit about what you do, Lee, uh, your background, and uh, your work at Motley Fool. Sure. Uh, Well, I I head up the people team here at the Fool. I've been here 18 years, either working on or, or leading the people team. Uh, it's been uh, an awesome run. Uh, it's, our, our work on our team is run through um, uh, a few guiding principles. So we like to think that there's four main reasons that people come to work and stay. So there's a, a purpose they believe in, challenges every day, people they love, and autonomy to do the right thing. And so we tend to focus our work on the people team on um, two, three, and four of that list, right? So we work pretty hard to make sure people um, uh, have unique challenges every day, working with people they love, and uh, have the autonomy to make the right decisions. So we sort of run all of our um, programs through that and, and essentially just trying to make sure people love coming to work every day. So um, it's a, a pretty fun experience that, that um, uh, we focus on uh, and have been since the company was founded 23 years ago. And you certainly get a lot of accolades for your work culture um, which is why we're really excited to have you speak at Work Human. And your session, your session title is about creating employees for life. Um, so I know you've been there for 18 years, but just to play devil's advocate, you, do you think such employees still exist today? I do. Uh, I do find that we are uh, sometimes unique in that approach. Uh, it's, it's an interesting thing when people start here on their first day, and, and I like to make sure to tell them on their first day that we hope this is the last job they'll ever have. Uh, it, it can be surprising to new people to, to come into an environment where, where we have that mentality. Um, but our, our average tenure right now I think is around seven years. And like I said, I've been here for 18, so um, we're believers in it. It's, uh, it's something that's interesting. It, it helps sort of reframe the discussion with folks and, and I think open yourselves up to new ideas. So, um, for instance, a uh, pretty popular program in the world today, I think, is a lot of people are focusing on wellness and, and health. And we look at that um, as an example of, hey, if you're going to work here for the rest of your life, we want the rest of your life to be really long. And so we double down on health and wellness and make sure that um, people are going to be with us for a long time. Uh, It helps us de-emphasize things, I think, at other companies that have sort of a a, um, false um, importance, things like job titles 
and uh, resume building. Uh, we are not the best company to come to if you're if you're trying to build um, a really clean resume that's going to help you job uh, jump from job to job. We're a place where. Uh, you're going to focus on the work and um, really try to figure out what do you love doing every day, what are you really good at, and um, how can we foster an environment where you're able to just do those things each day. So a lot of the sort of, I think, um, faults were things that happen at other companies we're able to avoid because we're talking about the really long term. So yeah, I think it's it's unique, but I do think it exists, and I, I would love to see more companies uh, model that behavior. In your session abstract for Work Human, you talk about this test and learn culture at Motley Fool. Uh, can you talk about that a little bit? Sure. Um, yeah. So we, uh, you know, like like any uh, human resources uh, department or people team, uh, we're we're rolling out um, new initiatives and and trying new things. It's actually one of the parts of my job that I love the most is our ability to innovate. Um, but what we would never do on the on our people team, and, and actually this is true across the company, is like roll out a big program to the whole company that we we aren't um, really confident in. So the way that we do things is we start really small. Um, we test new ideas with a small group of people. Uh, I especially like to go to like the real curmudgeons at the company, the people who I think are going to right <laughs> away say this is a horrible idea. Um, so I, I like to find the groups that I know will will pick things apart. And we will test ideas there first, and um, then we'll go to a slightly bigger group and a slightly bigger group. So by the time that I'm rolling out a new program uh, across the whole company, um, I, I'm highly confident in, in what I'm about to do and uh, and how it's going to work because we've tested into that. And it's also it builds into um, a more collaborative approach. So. Um, by the time something is going company wide, most people feel like they've had a part in building that program. And so, uh, you know, I, I don't. I, there's nothing that I'm going to build by myself in a room that's going to be better than something where, uh, if I work with everybody at the company to get it right, uh, it's it's not going to be more successful. So, yeah, we we just love to test small and and um, and fail small, and and then we can have have big successes. And yeah, we see that across the company. So we're, we're a very agile um, environment, and, and embrace that in, in everything we do. And it seems like it's a great way to sort of crowdsource and get buy-in for new programs. Yeah, absolutely. And again, especially if you're going to those, um, you know, every company has their sort of group of naysayers, and if you're starting with them, and they're the ones that are. Um, finding things successful. My favorite programs are the ones where I can roll something out in a small team. That small team starts to find success, and then I have another team coming to me and saying, hey, what are those people over there doing that's making them so successful? And so instead of me having to roll out some uh, a program, uh, I have people actually asking, how do I get involved? Where do I sign up? Can I get in on that? Um, and, and, and then you know you have something, uh, some real momentum. Um, we, we try to never do anything here on the people team uh, that is mandatory. And so I, I like to, to tell our group that, hey, if we've made it mandatory, then we've failed to make it compelling. So we work really hard to make um, all of our programs things that people want to participate in and want to sign up for. So um, whether it's uh, feedback or coaching or any of our programs, uh, we're hoping we're, we're uh, innovating things that people want to take a part in. So speaking of coaching, uh, you mentioned that you have a unique co coaching process at Motley Fool, and you have a couple of employee stories to share. 
Yeah, um, pr- pretty proud of our coaching program here. I, I think we take uh, we take some unique approaches to it that we we've, we've found successful. Um, it, it's uh, started with a, a, a couple different things that we've done at the company in terms of really trying to get to know the individual, um, breaking down and, and doing away with our um, performance appraisal process, and really just trying to pay attention to what is it that people want and need, what are they what are they asking for. Um, and so what we have here, uh, one of our programs is our coaching program. I have so we're a 300 person company, and I have about um, 15 people uh, outside of the people team that have been identified as particularly good at coaching in some way, shape, or form. Um, a lot of times these are the people that at any company you know them because they're the pe- person that people are always going to anyway to ask for advice. And so we try to pay attention to who those people are. We take nominations for who those people are, and people can self-nominate um, to be an employee coach. And then everybody at the company can um, use our uh, – we've built our own proprietary tool, and you can go in and you can choose one of these 18 people to be your coach. So the element of choice, I think, is important. Individuals getting to choose who it is that they want to be their coach. Um, the coach could come from anywhere in the company at any level. Uh, it's not just about – hierarchy or tenure or anything like that. Um, it's just, again, people who are particularly good at it. Um, and then we have regular check-ins, so it'll be a proactive thing on the coach's part where they're reaching out at least once every six months to um, have a discussion about how you're doing, um, how we can help, what the company can do to support you better. It could be proactive on the employee's part where they run a uh, 360 feedback process that's then facilitated by the coach. Um, or simply asking to check in with the coach. But we found real value in a sort of a third party, not your manager, um, someone that you can talk to and get advice from and, and help to, to navigate your career in the organization um, in, in a safe but, but transparent way. So um, basically have empowered a bunch of people who are already really good at it. And surprise, surprise, uh, it works. And, you know, you mentioned it's not necessarily their manager. Um, and you also mentioned mm-hmm. that, you know, you've done away with the annual review. So you have these coaches. Um, how how do you see the role of manager changing? Uh, I mean, I think that's a fascinating one in, in workplaces in general, and, and we definitely see it here, is the, the move away from this sort of command and control experience that most uh, managers have been in the past and, uh, you know, what we see is the role of manager change in ways that people are having to get um, redevelop themselves and get some new training and think about their job differently. We recently um, uh, reorged and we had a manager come forward and say, I'm not sure what I'm supposed to be doing now. I'm not exactly in charge of um, my team in the way that I was before and, and, and again, controlling all of their movements. And so the discussion is about, well, your job is to support them. Your job is to dig in and understand stand, um, what they need to be successful and to help to provide that to them. So um, it's, it's, it's a unique balance of being able to deliver a vision and some goals and things that pe- some bigger picture things that people are going for, but then to give them the uh, autonomy to do it and figuring out how to support that autonomy. Um, I, I think it's a, a change that we're seeing across the country. Um, the, the role, the term servant leader is, is, is probably largely overused, but uh, I think it's a pretty mm-hmm. good description of, of where the job of manager is headed. Yeah, I love, I love that term because, it, you know, it's not about micromanaging and um, it's about empowering your people. And it sounds like you've, you've put a lot of 
programs in place to help nurture that kind of culture at Motley Fool. Yeah, we're we're, we're definitely um, big believers in autonomy. You know, we were um, maybe the first company to not um, track vacation. Um, you know, we we don't tell people what time to come to work in the, during the day, or, or a lot of times even what projects necessarily to be working on. Um, we believe strongly that we've hired great people. And so a lot of our job is to sort of give them a big vision and, and get out of their way and then make sure we're checking in along the way um, that we're supporting them in all the ways that we can. So the role of the company, the role of the manager, the role of the peer, all of our discussions and, and the coach are about are we supporting you? Do you have what you need? What else can we um, do to help you as opposed to sort of the reverse of, again, command and control? So something we like to ask all of our work human speakers is, uh, what does a more human workplace mean to you? Oh, I, I love that, and yeah, I love the um, the, the work human title. Uh, I mean, for us, it's really about um, continuing to uh, understand and believe and support the individual. And I think, especially in a world where people analytics and automation are becoming um, a big part of all of our jobs, uh, not forgetting that there are um, humans on the other side of those numbers is an important aspect. So for everything that we're doing, we're trying to balance uh, the data that we're receiving, the automation that we're creating with still um, a personal touch and understanding that, I mean, at least here we have 300 people. Those are 300 different people and understanding um, what each one of them needs and, and how we can support them uh, is it, still very important. So we still have a human element to everything that we're doing, even where we've found great success with automation and tools and so forth. So, um, yeah, people. That's what it all comes back to. <laughs> yeah, it, and uh, so, yeah, we're, we're one of the things that we hear, I, I was mentioning earlier that we've completed our um, semi-annual engagement survey, and the number one thing that comes to in our survey and makes us so happy is um, people love the other people that work here. And so think about the times in your life when you've been super happy. A lot of times it's because you're surrounded by um, other people that you love and support, and so um, it's a big part of who we are. We use the word love in the office um, openly, and, uh, and it's a big part of why I think people are happy and engaged and successful. Great. Well, I love that definition, and thanks so much for chatting with me today. No, absolutely. Uh, thanks for giving me the time. So that's our interview with Lee Burbage of The Motley Fool. He's the chief fool over at The Motley Fool. Um, thanks for listening. If you'd like to go to Work Human this year, it's in a couple weeks, and see Lee, you can meet him in person. Just visit www.workhuman.com, click the Register Now button, and if you put in the code PODCAST, you'll save 100 bucks. If you want to be a Work Human insider and learn about all the things about Working Human and continue the conversation, Visit our LinkedIn group. It's the Work Human Community Forum. Just search for it on LinkedIn. You'll find us. We've got about 2,000 members on it, and we hope you can be 2,001. So just uh, check out the Work Human Community Forum on LinkedIn, and we'll see you next time on Work Human Radio.